The title of my message this morning is The Power of Faith. And uh, I am amazed that that often Jesus found the greatest faith not amongst his own people, but those outside the Christian faith. I feel like a film star here. I don't know whether that's just... It's my moment of glory, I guess. Uh, I want to look at the book of Mark, chapter 7, verses 24 to 30. And uh, uh, we are going to encourage you to, to read the word of God together because uh, faith comes by hearing and reading the word of God. Now Jesus got up and went from there to the region of Tyre. He, he was shifting his ministry from the Jewish people to Gentiles. That's why he came. And when he had entered a house, he wanted no one to know about it. And yet he could not escape notice. Now, 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 now this blows the myth that as pastors, we have to make ourselves available to people all the time. That is furthest away from biblical truth. There are times that Jesus moved away from multitudes to re-energize himself and prepare his heart and spirit for the next part of his journey. But, and it's very interesting, when, whenever in the Bible there's the word but, it, it means a, a turning point in life for somebody. But after hearing about him, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately came and fell at his feet. And, and I think this is the first recorded act of a Syrophoenician Canaanite woman worshiping Jesus. First act. And asked him to cast out the demon out of her daughter. Wow. And he was saying to her, let the children be satisfied first. Remember he said, I have come to the household of Israel. For it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Now, you know, when Jesus is talking about dogs, that's to miss the point. Uh, that's not the intention of the language here. But she answered and said to him, Lord, even the dogs eat under the table of the food you give on the children's crumbs. And he said to her, because of this, Go, the demons have gone out of your daughter. And after going back to her home, she found the child lying on the bed and the demon gone. And it's interesting in the book of Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 to 28, we have the same story recorded, but in a different way. Because the book of Matthew was written to the Jewish mindset. Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the region of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. Okay. And that's very important. Because Mark leaves that out, but Matthew doesn't. Because when this woman said, Lord, 
son of David, she knew exactly who he was and what he had come to accomplish in life. That's the distinction. But he did not answer her a word. There are times when you pray and God is silent. And at those times, the tendency is to give up. But I find on the basis of scripture that that is the time and opportunity God gives us to push through for what we believe is the will of God for our lives. I think sometimes we give up halfway through the journey. But when you and I know who Jesus is and the power that the heavenly father vested in him, we have to learn to push through for what we want as we believe is the will of God for our lives. And his disciples came up. That would be disciples, right? These are the 12 who are going to change the world. And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away. Because she keeps shouting at us. You know, they get, get, get rid of her. She, she's outside the covenant of Israel. She has no legality to the promises of God. She's just a nuisance. You know, uh, and, and, and the way we look at people can, can sometimes affect our, our perceptions of what God wants to do. Because we all have prejudice of different sorts. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Wow. But she came again and begged and began to bow down before him saying, Lord, help me. Yet he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. What you say is true. But please help for even the dogs feed on the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And Jesus said to her, oh woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed at once. That's the background. The background to the story is that Jesus is moving his phase of ministry beyond the Jewish people to those who are outside the Christian faith. And sometimes in church life, we get so confused about what we believe that we limit God's ability to do something in and through somebody who might not be a Christian the way we would expect him to do something for us. And as you read the Bible very slowly and ask the Spirit of God to inspire you, you begin to see that God is interested in interacting in the lives, not just of believers, but unbelievers as well. And I think sometimes unbelievers have more faith for their miracle than sometimes some of us do. I spoke to somebody a few days ago who comes from a non-Christian background and that person was in a distressing situation financially. 
and all they knew was to pray a simple prayer to this person called Jesus. They didn't have a theological understanding of who he was. But somewhere sitting in a church service, they had heard that this Jesus whom the Christians worship has the ability to do things not only in the lives of Christians, but non-Christians as well. And so this lady prayed. And she said right next morning, she got a response to her prayer. Simple faith. Simple faith still works. God is not complex. He wants to reveal himself to every one of us if our hearts are open to receive. Faith works. But on the other hand, sometimes it involves effort. She intentionally left everything she had. When she heard he was in the house, moved towards that house. Because she came expecting a miracle. She heard who Jesus was. She knew who Jesus was. That is why she addressed him in the way she did. And she wouldn't let go of him until she saw what she believed to be the will of God come to pass in her life. You know, she knew that Jesus was worthy of worship. She's an outsider. She's a pagan. She's a Canaanite. The Canaanites were to be exterminated. Yet she knew that Jesus was different. And I don't know about you or whoever is listening this morning, you, you may be someone who's outside the Christian faith. But that doesn't need to stop you from receiving what you believe to be the will of God for your life if you're only willing to pursue until the answer comes. She also knew that Jesus was different from the other rabbis. The other rabbis had a teaching gift. And they would go to the synagogue and they would teach the law and the books of the law, the first five books called the Torah. But, but Jesus was putting into practice what he taught. She saw compassion. She saw kindness. She saw mercy. That's why she said, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. The mercy of God is the justification for our miracles, not our righteousness. The Bible says our righteousness is that filthy rags. And she also knew that Jesus did one thing more that the rabbis wouldn't do. He healed on the Sabbath. Wow. Her need was great. Her daughter was possessed by a demon. Somewhere in the journey of life, some door had opened, and as a consequence, some demonic influence was now operating in the life of the child. And uh, <laughs> I'm reminded of a, of a scene 
uh, one Sunday afternoon, uh, 40 years ago, maybe 38 years ago, uh, I was in a youth group on, uh, on, in, in a church on the upper floor of the building, and, and we were having a tremendous uh, time of worship, and, uh, and then suddenly uh, uh, a young person just fell off the chair and began to crawl on the ground like a snake, and all these spiritually spirit-filled young people were on top of their chairs, trembling with fear. That was a sight I will never forget. I don't think you were there that afternoon. So it's uh, the, 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 the kingdom of darkness is a, a present reality. And the great apostle Paul says, our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with powers and principalities of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. So there is a battle going on every day in our lives. Sometimes it's a mental battle. Sometimes it's a physical battle. But if we walk in the power of faith, we can trust God to see us through. So Jesus' response to her seems harsh. I was sent first to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she says, true. What you say is true. But I know enough of you and what you came to fulfill in your mission in life to know that even though socially, religiously I am at the bottom of the ladder, there is still a place for me at the king's table. That's what the message of the kingdom of God is all about. The kingdom, the message of the kingdom is not an exclusive message reserved only for Christians. It is a message that we have to communicate to all people, irrespective of their background. It was very interesting to watch the coronation yesterday. God saved the king. And in that coronation, I saw people of non-Christian background publicly, which they wouldn't do any, any other context, according to their belief system, read the word of God. And I began to realize that one day when we all stand before God and have to give account for our lives, we will be held accountable for what we read and didn't believe. It's profound. The people who are responsible for the coronation did not violate their religious convictions to accommodate people of other beliefs. They said, if you want to do it here in our cathedral, there is a standard policy that has been adopted and we will not compromise on it. And the Prime Minister of England himself had to read a scripture which I believe he would never have done in any other setting. Wow. 
Everybody said, you know, but he is not a Christian, no. Maybe we should give him an allowance. Nothing doing. No way, Jose. He had to. And so he is reading the scripture. And one day before the throne, he will be held accountable for it. What did you do with the revelation of God that was given to you? That's something for both of them to answer. So, 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 so this, this woman, she says, sure, sure. Sure, I know. I, I know because you're son of David. I, I know. I, she, she must have done some background. And uh, although she was Canaanite, she, she says, I, I know you have come to the house of Israel. But, but there is enough of you left over to meet my need also. Wow. That's faith. That's a singular focused faith in the one person who can meet your need today. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Number two, sometimes when you want to get to Jesus, there are well-intentioned disciples who might try to stop you. Don't allow that to happen. The disciples have sent her away. Because the disciples at this point in time had a limited understanding of why Jesus came. All they wanted was a political kingdom. With the 12 of them leading at the top. Because they still hadn't learned the principle of servanthood at this point in time. You know, sometimes, sometimes, uh, how, how do I frame this? Uh, sometimes somebody will ask someone, can I go and meet the pastor? And, and, and they'll say, no, he's busy. He's not busy. Don't believe that. If you have a need in your heart, three of us will make time for you, even though we are busy. I have seen too many pastors sit in their ivory towers. And I've decided in my life I won't use that as a model. Not that we are asking you to come and see us if you have a headache. If you have a headache, you take a pendrol. If you have a toothache, you just go and see a doctor and get an extraction. If you want major surgery, you see me. If you want love, grace, and compassion, you see him. He's got plenty of that. <laughs> if you want middle-of-the-road treatment, you go there. So we all know exactly what our call and gifting is. And we try as best as we can to flow in it. What she was really saying is this. The Jewish people are God's covenantal people. I know that. They're the ones who would first hear the message of salvation. But I also know this, that you came to break down the partition between Jew and Gentile to make one new person called the church. Because in Christ, there are no social distinctions. And even though somebody might be at the lowest of the order, socially speaking, when they come to Christ, we have to embrace them as one. That's what the word of God says. 
truth of faith is embraced by divine revelation. And she says to Jesus, he's amazed by her word. Because in verse 29 of Mark, he says, your word, your word has power. You know what you want. You know who I am. And I cannot turn you away even though you are Gentile. Even though you are Canaanite. Even though you stand outside the covenant of Israel. I, I got a place for you at my table. That my friend is the gospel. And the more we come to a realization that God embraces hurt, broken, marginalized people. The more will the church grow. We have to embrace people where they're at, not where we want them to be. Hello, where were you 20 years ago? How messed up were you and me? And I got to look at ourselves and say, there we go, but for the grace of God. But we forget. We forget so quickly. In Matthew, 15 verse 28, O woman, great is thy faith. Immediately the demon left her daughter. Wow. She didn't have faith in faith. She had faith in God. Lord, please help. Verse 27, Matthew. For even the dogs feed on the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Wow. What faith? Faith is an active in the Bible. It's a verb. It's a doing thing. That's the one thing I learned in my English class after 10 years of schooling at St. Peter's College. Only one thing I learned, that a verb is a doing thing. I can't remember anything else. <laughs> That's the one thing I learned. I don't know what a noun is, to be honest. Who cares? Somehow or other, that, that English teacher knocked into my empty brain, verb, a verb is a doing thing. A verb is a doing thing. And sometimes when I'm lying on my bed, I, it resonates. It's a doing thing. It's a doing thing. Everything else is blank. Done pretty well anyway. Huh? Faith is active. Waymaker, miracle worker, light in the darkness. The Bible says in Matthew, they that walk in darkness shall see a great light. Isaiah prophetically spoke about the very day that Jesus would walk into the cities of Tyre and Sidon and those who walked in darkness would see a light. Wow. Wow. Isaiah is prophesying under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't fully understand what his prophetic utterance means. But one day in time when Jesus would walk into Tyre and Sidon, he would discover the fulfillment of his words through that promise. My friends, 
you and I need to represent Jesus more in the cities of Tyre and Sidon so that men and women that walk in darkness can see the light. But sometimes we are so confused, so, so, so confused with our own understanding of light and we speak so negatively that we have no energy left to give somebody because of our own lack of faith and understanding of who Jesus is. Who is Jesus? When you know Jesus as he wants to be known, you can push not just for your miracle, you can push through to see the miracle happen in the lives of others. But often we are like the disciples. Send her away, send him away. I don't have energy left for somebody else's miracle. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, uh, yesterday, I, 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 I had on my social media uh, uh, a chiropractor called Dr. Zidong. <laughs> okay. And, and I've been having a back pain for, for about a, a couple of weeks. And, uh, and somebody told me, you know, Tai uh, Chi uh, or whatever you want to call it, that's of the devil. All right. And, and I'm trying to think. Visually, the devil is doing Tai Chi, teaching Tai Chi in hell. Wow. So, so I, I saw this thing, you know, that, that gets rid of uh, backaches, and I, I thought I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. Right. And I did it 36 times, and I came an hour late, and uh, I told my wife, the pain's gone. It certainly wasn't the devil, because the devil doesn't heal. And then very spiritual, she said, I've been praying to you for you for two months. I said, nothing happened for two. I feel better. So sometimes you've got to go outside the box. I went to my cardiologist and, and uh, I told him, uh, doctor, I want you to know I met Dr. Google first before I came here. And I've got all the questions, so I wanted to answer every one of them. He wasn't impressed. Faith involves effort, sometimes intentional effort, to get from where you are in your situation to where Jesus is. And the enemy will do everything to stop you from going there. And sometimes, you got to develop your own faith through reading the word. In Mark, Jesus said, your word, you are receiving healing because of your word. So there's life and death in the power of your tongue. Life and death. If you speak negativity into your life, you will reap a harvest of negativity. But if you determine consciously to speak life, you will breathe life. That's the difference. It's not about self-development. 
Some people are so obsessed with self-development. You can only receive something from God through the anointing of the word and the power of the spirit, not through self-effort and self-development. When they had the coronation yesterday, and the king sat on his throne, they closed up a section of that front there so that nobody could see what was happening within. Nobody. And they asked the man who was responsible for doing what he was going to do, who was going to anoint the king. He said, the reason we exclude that from public view is the anointing is precious and as the priest in the house, I have been assigned the responsibility of anointing him so that he can carry the weight of responsibility given to him by God. It's just God and him. Wow. And then in my mind's eye, I went back to the various kings who were anointed. And the purpose of anointing is to help carry the weight of responsibility that God gives. And to tell us he was stripped of all his clothing and just down to a linen shirt to remind him that self-development you can clothe yourself with self-development all you want. But without the anointing, you cannot accomplish anything significant for the kingdom. A tremendous truth. And, and I, I, I began to weep as I saw that and think, my heavens, haven't we missed something in the modern church? Because we are so focused on the self-development because we listen to the wrong voices who want us to buy their books and pay for their tapes so that they can get rich at our expense. If you want the anointing of God on your life, pursue God for it. But we often look for a shortcut. Don't we? The next thing we realize about that woman is that she was marginalized by society, by birth, by religious convictions, but she didn't allow those limitations to set the direction of her life. She's a woman of faith. So I want to encourage you this morning. You are entitled as much as this woman to sit at the Lord's table.
because he has found you worthy 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 is the lamb number 2 you might be sitting here and you might think you are outside the christian faith and you do not understand everything we believe and everything we sing about because you are still on the first step of your journey let me tell you friend don't let any christian stand in the way as an impediment or barrier to your salvation i have seen too many people put off by stupid christians too many leave churches never to walk into them again because we have lacked sensitivity to minister to people like jesus ministered to like the disciples he looks at the woman and says your faith has made you whole wow immediately the demon gone you know in some churches in sri lanka they are casting out demons from everybody i i i think sometimes in 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 many churches that i i know of particularly independent churches there 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 seems to be more demons than than christians they got a chocolate demon they got this demon they got that demon jesus didn't focus on demons he focused on the kingdom and and when the demon came he just cast it out and he went about his business oh no you know i think you must be having a demon i get headaches all the time i think it's a demon so i want to cast out they got nothing to do so they got to find some work to justify their existence and 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 i i, I remember i tried to frame this i i remember asking pastor did you really think there's a demon there oh let me tell you this story i'll, I'll close with you i love this story you, you know uh, this was 19 maybe 1995 20, 2000 uh, there was a crusade in havelock park uh, which is a, a, a public park in 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 colombo right it was a public park and i think gospel tabernacle were doing the crusade and and uh, there was an australian guy there he had he had got saved uh, under a ministry of uh, the guy who owned harmonicas uh what's his name frank williams frank williams and uh you see one, one night you must hear this story there, there was a knock on the door at frank williams's house in in colombo and uh, this australian showed up at the door and uh, so frank uh, frank is a very humble guy you know he used to just he he used to live so poor that you would actually think he was poor uh and he asked uh yeah uh, yes brother what can i do for you so he said uh, he australian told that guy you know uh, i i have no place to stay i have no food he said he said no problem no problem oh this is the icing on the cake this is the icing for me at least okay uh not for some of you but for me okay <laughs> i'm 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 keeping you in suspense right so he said no no problem i'll keep you there i'll keep you i'll keep you i'll be my brother mean for you. And, and he said but by the way brother who who sent you here and he and he said the assemblies of god church in a certain location in colombo and 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 frank told me that's the only time the assemblies of god church in that location sent him a foreigner <laughs> wow i never forget that 
I'll never forget that. And that guy got saved. Where was I in the story? Okay, so, so now this crusade is going on and we are all excited and we have been touched by God. So we are oh yeah, going here, there. And, and now there was a demon-possessed person. Right, now I can understand a little Tamil. Tamil is one of the other languages in Sri Lanka. English, singular, Tamil. Okay, so now they're trying to cast out the demon and, and there are two boys there and they're casting it out, casting it out, shouting, screaming, pulling the legs. That's customary in Sri Lanka. Okay, uh, no, not the way Jesus did it. He just spoke and uh, you, you know, we get a pull here and a pull there and see what happens. Then one guy is asking the other guy. He, the, the guy, one of the guys said, right hand, left hand. Okay, the right hand guy asked the left hand guy, what time is the last bus to Kotehena? <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. You know, this is not a fib. This is real life in the kingdom. Thank God. Okay, so, so that guy said, I think, no, I can understand in Tamil. Velia poeta ami, uluku poeta mami, all that I can understand. Okay. So, 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 so the guy says, the last bus is at 11.30 in the night. Now, this is about 9.30, it's about 10 o'clock. Right. So now he's thinking, this guy doesn't go, I'll have to walk home. I'll have to walk about 20 kilometers. Not easy, right? So he, he turns around and he tells the Aussie guy and the other guy, he says, I don't think this demon will go tonight. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm surprised I'm still sane. He's thinking on the bus. <laughs> I am ready to walk, bro, even for a demon. Wow. I think those are all learning experiences. So don't let your unbelief, don't let your fear, don't let anything stand in the way of your miracle. Our God can do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask, think, imagine, but he can sometimes do it in his time. Sometimes he may not do it our way. Other times he may not do it at all. But he will give us grace in the interim. Because grace is also a gift from God. Paul prayed three times to remove the thorn in the flesh. But the response he got was, my grace is sufficient. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Wow. So he just lived his life as if nothing mattered. God is a God of grace and mercy. And when we can draw from that grace, he can respond in his time as he promised. But it all comes down to one truth. Jesus told the woman, your word has made me whole. You whole. That is why I got to do what I have to do. Comes down to the word. 
Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Wow. By the way, I don't know what happened the next day because I didn't go back there. But that was certainly a very, very enlightening time for me. And I think you were there. You were there, so you can ask her the details. And uh, I still wonder what happened to the guy. You know, God can do what he has promised. But he will do it in his time. 